Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Fran. She's actually my mom, so we usually don't watch the same shows. Because we don't even like the same shows. Okay, calm down. We're going to give it a try. Well, let's see how it goes. Anyway, let's watch TV. I hope you don't pick anything weird. Mom, just roll with it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Watch TV. Hello. Couple housekeeping. What? What? Forgot my microphone. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Okay, couple housekeeping things before we officially start. I'm back on tour. I am coming to Miami, Salt Lake City, Boise, Las Vegas, Providence, Rhode Island, Milwaukee, Chicago, Rochester, New York, Atlanta, New Orleans, Portland, Massachusetts, Portland, Massachusetts, Portland, Oregon, rather, Boston, Charlotte, Appleton, Wisconsin, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Louisville, probably adding some more. You can get your tickets now at mrdtimes3.com. I want to see some Let's Watch TV listeners there. I love when Let's Watch TV listeners show up because you always say, is Mama Fran here? (laughs) Mama Fran's a working woman. Okay, the other housekeeping thing, this is what I need. All right. I need a sound and video podcasting engineer of some sort who lives in Michigan, who I can pay to go make a perfect podcast studio in Mama Fran's basement. Because this woman, week after week, Mama, I love you. The people have told me time and time again that I'm too hard on you. And I have been very cognizant of being easy, easing up. I think it's grown our relationship. I cannot be, I cannot sugarcoat this because sugarcoating never did anything but give cavities. The, the, the level of not being able to figure out how to make the podcast turn on and off every week is through the roof. No, I want to turn it on. It's just the lighting today. I can't get it right. <laughs> This is, we need someone who can handle the lighting, someone who can handle the vi- the video portion, get her hooked up with a good camera, show her how to turn this shit on and off so it works. She needs a better sound system, and she also needs to build a little soundproof situation that's got a cute background. I don't care who you are. Email me, mrdtimes3.com. Well, they got to have experience. Well, yeah, you have to have experience. Obviously, I'm looking for somebody who does this. But just write in your email subject line, Mama Fran's studio. Give me a quote. I'm at, I'm done. Okay, you can have, you, and she'll feed you. <laughs> well, I'm going back into that junk room and I got to clear it up. That's going to be my podcast studio. So if you or your husband or your uncle or your cousin or somebody is able to do this, email me, mrdtimes3 at gmail.com, subject line, Mama France Studio. We need to get this woman out the basement. She's living like Harry Potter under the stairs, and it's not working. I'm going to stay in the basement. They just have to figure this out with me. Speaking of basements yeah, and a home renovation, what a show. Which one are we doing right now? <laughs> we're doing Ugliest Houses of America. Oh, that's what we're going to do first. Okay. First of all, we're going to sh- shout this out to Patreon member and relative Rachel Fasano. Rachel. And Michael Ra- Fasano. Rachel and Michael told you about this one? Yeah, they, he was talking away too. Listen, honestly, I get skeptical when the fam tells us what to watch. I do. I know that Rachel listens. and. I 
freaking love this show. I love this show. You want to give the people the synopsis? Yeah, it was. It's called V. Has a show called Ugliest Houses in America. We watched it season one, episode one and two. The first one was getting ugly in the Midwest because that they go to different sections of the country and people submit their ugly houses and they go to visit. So the premise is comedian Retta, who is from Parks and Recreation, and she travels across the country to tour properties that are nominated by their owners as the ugliest house in America. And after they do like three poor three per region of the country. They always nominate one from each region and then they're going to battle between the both and the winner gets $150,000 in renovations by a premier renovator. Now, let me just tell you something. These houses need more than $150,000. I couldn't believe it. When they were showing $150,000 with a budget, when you see these houses that are hideous, I'm like, what are they going to do? Put drywall up? That's like $150,000. Oh God. It was, I'm now, like, what are they going to do? Oh, a uh, room? Really? I mean, some of the houses, let's get into it a little bit. Like they had one called the Poseidon Fortress. This is in season one, episode one. The, the house was huge, but the current owner loved fishing and boating. Everything was about, they had fishes on the wall. It was a fishing theme. It was, in, one room was a Tahiti they had actually a waterfall made out of cement built into the wall. Did you know that they shared quotes from the listing and down in the corner, if you were reading it, one of the quotes in the listing said, each room takes you to another part of the world. Like that's how they like tried to put spin on it. Here's my thing too. This, this was insane. I think the owner made it. Well, first of all, it was on sale for like one point. Two million, and she bought it for four hundred thousand. Which, if you ask me, if you asked me, she paid three hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars too much. But I digress. This house, I think it's the wrong location. But this house would have made a good Airbnb if it was in the right spot. Well, it's in Minnesota. So who the hell's going to Bumblefuckstown, Minnesota, to stay in Earth's friggin' Ariel's kingdom? Right. You know it was built in nineteen fifty eight. And it was called God of the Sea. <laughs> it was listed for 1.2 and the couple bought it for 495K. Now that should tell you something, right? Something's wrong. The, it was just incredibly ugly. So they, she judges the homes on three, three different ways. The ugly appearance. Is it functional? And is there a surprise factor in the house? This house had surprise factors all over it, right? It was unbelievable. The second they house had a was a pool. In, they had a pool at this house too. Fish and and gargoyles and shit. Gargoyles. <laughs> it was crazy. One room was even a waterfall with a jungle in it. And the kid was like, she was like, do you like your room? And he was like, eh. <laughs> eh kind of crazy. By the way. Oh, wait. This quick pause before you get into the second one. Okay. This is how they break the show. is a tournament, pretty much, right? Yeah. They break it down by the four regions of the United States, which they right. have geographically incorrect, and they broke it down by 
like Midwest, South, Northeast, West Coast, whatever. So this episode that we're watching, they were trying to find the quote unquote ugliest house in the Midwest. Right. The first house was in Minnesota. This blew my friggin' mind. The next house was in Oklahoma. And they said that house was in the category of the Midwest. And they were talking like Oklahoma's in the Midwest the whole time. I was like, who are you trying to convince that this is correct? That is next to Texas, girl. You're not fooling any of these hoes. And you mean to tell me that you cannot find an uglier house in the Midwest? Go ride your ass up and down Van Dyke because I'll find you one right now. No kidding. That house was built in 1962. They called it the Mirror Menagerie. Now, built in 1962, totally dated. Like when you walked in that house, it was like you were in 1962. And they said at the time, it was her, she grew up in the house. Her mother built it. Her mother did all the designs in it. And at the time, it was top of the premier classic house. I mean, it was the house to be like, right? It had pink brick because the mother- It wasn't painted. It wasn't painted. The brick was pink. Right. The mother loved pink. They also had statues, over 20 statues throughout the house. All over, inside, outside, statues everywhere. This Blue is, shag carpet. Does that sound familiar, Joe? If yours is what color? Mom, I got to tell you, this, while they were doing the v- review of this house, the mm-hmm. whole house reminded me of my house. Except <laughs> mine is like, my house is like super mid-century. It's going to be mid-century modern. Right now it lacks anything modern. It, <laughs> I'm not shitting you guys. Like you could come film a movie set in 1965 in my house right now and not have to change a thing. I'm currently on top of two inch multicolored yarn shag carpet in my podcast studio. It's there is literally for sure E. coli and mesothelioma betwixt <laughs> my toes. But this is this house. They're talking about shag carpeting and there's a bunch of weird shit in that house that I have in my house. However, my house doesn't have the audacity to have carpet in the kitchens and the bathroom like that house. That's what it was back then. Carpet in the bathroom. It had carpet on the the walkway up to the house. No, I cannot give this to, I cannot give this to the 60s. Even then, you know that people miss. Even then, you know that people puke in the toilet and sometimes you get a little backsplash. They had carpeting in the bathroom. I at one time had carpeting in my apartment bathroom. Because you you know why? Because you are a dark-sided sinner and you need to see the Lord. You need to get that out of your head. I don't have it now. That was way back in the 70s. But that was typical. Mirror I am going to tell people now, though. I'm going to tell them some shit about you. You better not tell no shit. Ron and Fran Dombrowski in their home right now have mirrored ceilings in their bedroom. We do not. (laughs) I can't stand looking at myself in the little mirror in the bathroom. You think I'm going to look at all this? No way. I would be go to the dentist and say, lock my mouth up so I never eat again. (laughs) Anyway, in this house, too. She had disco balls in the living room. Shut up. She had a disco ball in the living room that had a disco ball like Saturn ring around it, but going the wrong way. Right. The house was immaculate. The oh, house so clean. So immaculate. Nothing was falling apart. 
And they, I thought to myself, they, Hollywood should actually buy this home. Buy that home, Fran, when they can build a set out of some plexiglass for like $9. They could, but I thought it's a perfect house for a set. Do you think they're going to spend $400,000 on a house just to have it as a set? Mom, they're not even giving the winners $150,000. You know what? They probably spend more than that on building a set out in California or wherever. But listen, she, the other thing is they opened a door and it was a mother's bedroom. Mm -hmm. It was all gold. Gold chamois. Chamois? (laughs) Lamais. Gold lame. Lame. <laughs> I washed in a car. A gold lame God, board. A gold chame. It's like you just tried to make a sham wow classy by calling it, ooh, I'm going to use my chame. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I even said it and went, ooh, that doesn't sound right, but I'll keep going. Said, she tried to spell it. it. She goes, the bad house, gold chame. <laughs> yes, girl, that gold chame. With a gold headboard and everything was gold in that room. It was incredible in the this reminded me of you in the basement except it's not pink they, she had a pink felt pool table and a jute box that's what you need in the dive no, it, bar no mom it wasn't in the basement that was they had drop ceiling in the upstairs and retta said it feels like i'm in a basement but i'm looking out a window it's <laughs> <laughs> right. like oh god right. i don't know and also going back to your point about how they need to buy this house for a set for a movie no yeah. they need to buy up this house and put it in greenfield village why would Greenfield Village buy? It's not historic. Wait, oh my God, I just got the best idea. Wouldn't it be so cool if Greenfield Village had a whole street of houses, but it started at the like thir- 20s and it was like, this is a house from the 20s. Then the next house is the 30s. The next house is the 40s all the way up to like modern day. Wouldn't that be so cool? No, you can go look at houses like that now on your own. Why pay it for Greenfield I know, Village? I own one. <laughs> Yeah, really. The third house. Can we talk about that third house? Sure. Let's talk about the Can third house, mom. One? The third house was in Blue Earth, everybody, Minnesota. Should we just tell them right off the Blue, bat? No, it was in Blue Earth, Minnesota. Which it was first built of all. in the 1900s. And it looked like a church. In fact, when Retta walked up to it, she goes, oh, this house is a church. Opens the door. The husband, you know, they greeted them. She looked around. Things were kind of odd for a church. And the husband said, she goes, why'd you buy this home? And they said, because we saw a vision. Every one of these people said, I saw a vision. Okay, I hope you can afford it. But anyway, what was it, Joe? It was a funeral home. These people bought a funeral home and turned it into their home. Listen, in the basement is where they had the wake, right? There was a bunch of lights in one corner of the basement and Retta's like, oh my God, is this where they used to light the casket? And the people were like, yep. Uh She goes, the kids call the basement the other side. (laughs) (laughs) They run around into these rooms and they they play in these rooms. The other side, we're the other side. They had an embalming room they had tools that was completely and a hook. intact when they bought the they house. They had a hook on the ceiling. What do you think that hook on the ceiling was for? They didn't hang a body upside down and gut it, did they? We'll have to ask any of your fans or our funeral director. That you might know, have been in the I olden days. I do have fans. I've asked a couple of these weird. Do you remember when you got curious and you started looking up? Do embalmed do embalmed bodies explode? Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, why were you wondering if they explode again? Because we were on a tangent oh, about you, you, yes, you were curious, and you got curious if embalmed bodies explode when they're cremated. And next thing you know, you're Googling all this shit about bur- burning embalmed bodies. But not that bad of a question. But anyway, that did surface, and I do have some fans who own funeral homes or who are morticians and stuff. And I did, I had a fan on a show one time who was a mortician and this is a lot of information, but I asked her what's the craziest thing about her job. And she said that when male bodies come to her, they're usually excited to see her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some, That's some sometimes shit. They got rigor mortis of the genitals. But yeah, sometimes. Genomortis. Genitalia mortis, we'll call it. <laughs> Gemortis. Genitalia mortis. That's a good drag name. Genitalia mortis? Mortis. Mortis <laughs> genitalia. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it was, they had what was called a cooling table. Oh, the cooling table set me off. Why did they save that thing? That, that was too much. Oh, that was too much. That was, was too a, much. Okay, it didn't set me off. The fact that they kept it set me off. Tell me, and and they're they using it. Report. They're using it still, everybody, to like keep their keys and shit at the front door. This is not, not have any money. Tell them what. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you get rid of that shit? Just go buy something from. Tell them what a cooling table is. You are. It was used in homes when years ago, many years ago, when funerals were held in homes and people died in their homes, they were placed on a cooling table. It was basically a traveling funeral where you would call the funeral home and they'll be like, keep the body. We're going to bring the cooling table and pop the shit up in your living room. And they would, what did they put them on ice? Maybe I ask your mortician friends. The other thing they had was a lift that really worked. And they showed Retta how the lift came up. And she looked, and the lift was for the caskets to move them from like the basement and bring it up to the room where they're going to roll the casket out for the wake and stuff. Unreal, right? Oh, I've been in one of those. Anyway, so we talked about, they had a very normal kitchen that was the only normal part of this house. They had a huge kitchen that was very normal. And it was called, what did she call it? They, she, they didn't give it a name. It was just the funeral home in Blue Earth, Minnesota. So for the first episode, those are the three homes that Retta visited because the owners put their name in for the ugliest homes in America. Now. Which one won? One, two, three. The first one. No. They yeah, had the Poseidon. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Yeah. Poseidon. Yep, they chose the Poseidon as the renovation, which I was disappointed because I thought, really? You know, maybe the funeral home need too much structural things. It was too expensive to redo. You know, when they thought about the renovations on these things, mm-hmm. they really had to take into consideration. They had to take into consideration, honey. That thing was 19. I thought the funeral home should have won it, but it was built in 1900. They probably would run into all types of problem with electrical and plumbing and all that. Where in the Poseidon home, in it was all this- structural. It was just designer crazy. It was so that designer. was the one that won the Midwest 
to go into the finals with the two other sections. Now, in episode two. What you got to do fast because we do not have much more time for this episode. Okay, real quick. One was from Waynesville, North Carolina. It was called The Serpent. Now they're in the South now, everybody, by the way. Yeah. Serpent, it was in the Southeast region. Serpent Hatch. It looked like an igloo. Craziest thing you ever saw in your life. The other one was in Soggy Daisy, Tennessee, which Who is, the hell is naming these places. That is soggy, the name of what? That is the serpent, name of a place. Serpent Rust and Soggy Daisy. I'm gonna name a city right now. No, Serpent Hatch is what they called it on the show because there was snakes that would come in through the ceiling of this igloo style home, and they oh, had a right, pocket. It was also, crazy. you guys, this was not an igloo style home. It was like oh. a disgusting, it looked like the St. Louis Arch over and over and over again. And then someone just sprayed, sprayed cock, and now it's a house. And they had, they sprayed insulation on the ceiling that kept dropping down. And oh my God, it's awful. Then it the one in soggy Daisy, Tennessee, which is rural Chattanooga, was rural called Chattanooga. the House of No Secrets. You want to tell them about that one? Yep. So they're walking around this house. They're looking around. They're getting curious. And the in every room, the, daughter. the dad bought it for the daughter. Creep. And there is a security. There's multiple security cameras in every single room. And then the rooms keep getting like weirder and weirder. Like there's a bunch of bedrooms and every bedroom had a lock on the inside and the outside. Then they went in another room and there was like a bed on a light up stage. And then they went into... The kitchen was massive, like massive. like to feed an army, just huge. And then there was some just like other weird stuff around. Like the rooms were all pink. There was this bathroom that had like a built-in jacuzzi and also had security cameras. Sure enough, they found out it was a brothel. Yep. The dad bought it for the daughter. Retta even weird. asked him, was, was, let me talk to your dad. Gets him on the phone. What one made you buy this for your daughter? He wouldn't answer. He didn't answer her. He did get a very backwards not answer with not answering. That was weird. The other thing, too, about this house, I like, okay, sex workers work. She's only 23 years old, too, by the way. She's only 23. Sex workers work. I'm not bashing the brothel workers, but I do got to say this. I can't figure out why there were locks on the front and the back. And the only rationale that I could come to is like if the brothel woman was having an issue with a patron, she could run out and lock them in the room. That's the only thing I could think of. Why would she run out? There was only one door to the room. But there were locks on the inside and the outside of every door. Why would there be a lock on the inside? This is literally what I'm asking, Fran. Why I can't figure out why there were a lock on both. They were enslaving that girl inside of that room oh. and locking that door so she couldn't get out. Oh, really? Well, think about it. Oh, I okay. Literally, the only reference to a brothel that I have is from the Bunny Ranch, which was like an HBO show from the early 2000s and it made brothels seem not horrible also my other base reference is the musical the best little whorehouse in texas where dolly parton was the nicest madam that ever stepped foot in a brothel so i never thought that there were locks on the outside of the doors to lock the girls in here's where my brain went i thought that they were literally running away and if the man was being bad they would lock him in 
Could that could happen too? But it seemed that was awful weird. In Lo- the money ranch is like in Las Vegas, and that's where prostitution was legalized. Le- uh, prostitution is legalized in the state of Nevada. That's don't say things that you don't know for sure. I know that for sure. Why did you used to work there? I it's been a long. It's been legalized forever. Prostitution uh, I used to is. Work there? Why would you say that to me? <laughs> prostitution is legal. In, in Nevada, Nevada. It's, in Nevada, look it up. I don't look know. it up. I will. And also, I thought that was like a so prostitution is left up to the state. Lots of I, things are left up to the state. Because I feel like if that was true, then prostitution would probably be legal in California. And I'm pretty sure Nevada is pretty red. Also, I think yeah. you're wrong. Nevada is not red. I'm going to look this up right now. Look it up, but let me keep going. Okay, go So anyway, that was called the House of No Secrets. And the third one was in Nashville, Tennessee. The house had multiple layers. It was the most confusing house I've ever seen. It was built in 1963. It was called the Sunken Place. It had an open pit in the foyer that they just put a big chest over it with a, like, like if you had a chest of drawers that you could go under it, you could. So they set that on top of a hole where the three-year-old could still get under the thing and fall in the damn hole, whatever's in that hole. Wood, they said there's wood paneling all over. What about houses in the past that have all this paneling in it, she said. I go, that's Joey's house. Yeah, my house has so much. Oh, my God. so beautiful. Okay, first of all, you are correct. Nevada is a blue state. Prostitution is only legal in Nevada on a county by county basis, which is still mind blowing. If the county population does not exceed seven hundred thousand, and then only in state, and then only in state licensed brothels. Currently, it is legal in ten of Nevada's seventeen counties, and currently only twenty one, down from a high of thirty five state. 21 state licensed brothels are open and in operation in Nevada. There you go. And you wanted to say what to me? That you were Wait, wrong. I'll, I'll the other ear. You want to say but what to me? I, what did you want to say? Okay, first of all, I will apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I assumed that the woman who can't figure out the internet knew about political jargon and prostitution. Wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> Do not do this to me. Do this. I listen. I made you, and I will rip this from you faster than you ever saw. I made you. And just first of all, for all of the mothers out there who just whipped their heads, like, what did he just say? I was full blown kidding, and she knows it. So, <laughs> do, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. We have to end this podcast. Anyway, real quick. So anyway, that was called the sunken place. I don't know who won that one. Bullet notes, but it was the brothel. Oh yeah, the brothel one. And then here's the thing: the brothel's going to compete brothel, against the funeral home. If I was the brothel and I oh, won, I would have been like up the price because you can't afford to fix these rooms without one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, ultra. that house was huge. Huge. 
Once they get that done, that house is going to be incredible. Oh, it really is going to be. Hey, you guys, we love hearing from you. And the way that we pick our shows is from our Patreon members. They right. tell you if you're on Patreon, we love you. You tell us what to watch. We add it to our list. We watch it. We dedicate that episode to you, which is why this episode is dedicated to Rachel Fasana. Also, we give shout outs to our Patreon members like I'm about to do right now. We only yes. have two this week, but two is better than none. Hello to our newest Patreon members, Amanda Chase, and someone going by the name handsome uncle whose last name in their email address, which happens to be an AOL email address, so they've aged themselves, is Fasano. And based off this profile picture with this dog that I know, I'm going to go ahead and say Uncle Ralph is now a Patreon member. Welcome, Ralph. <laughs> Welcome, Ralph Fasano. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Jonabrowski. Support the podcast. It's because of Patreon members like you that we're able to keep the podcast going. You'll never know what we're going to watch next. Get over to Patreon to watch the bonus episode, and we'll see you guys next week on Let's Watch, Let's watch TV. TV. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 